This is a no-fluff podcast created for busy women. We are Bailey and Brianna. We are dedicated to helping women break up with dieting and rethink the way you look at food, sharing the real secret to fat loss, learning how your body actually works. Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to navigate BS diet culture and empower you to feel confident with your food choices so that you can sustainably reach your goals. Take a quick sip and welcome to Mocktail Minute. Hello, everyone. This is Bailey. And this is Brianna. Every episode, we're going to share a fun drink we're having because, well, it's mocktail minute. So today, I am drinking a poppy root beer flavor. And I am having the Jigsaw Electrolytes mixed with the Jigsaw Adrenal Cocktail, just like for some extra energy and stress management. (laughs) Yes, I really like the poppies because I think they're just a good little fun drink to have occasionally. I don't like to drink them all the time. But they are a prebiotic soda. If you haven't ever tried them, they're pretty good. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. Plus, they're good if you like carbonation. It's fun to split it up in the middle of the day. Yes. Yeah. And I think the root beer one would probably be good for like a root beer float too, honestly. (laughs) That's a good idea. Yes. So jumping into today's episode, we're just, we're getting to know you guys. You guys are getting to know us. So we're going to give you a little intro about who we are and why we're here. So I'm Bailey. I'm a registered dietitian with a master's in clinical nutrition, and I'm the CEO of New Crew, also known as my private practice. I grew up outside of St. Louis, Missouri, and I spent part of my college years in Iowa City, Iowa. Go Hawks! I originally became interested in dietetics after discovering a dairy allergy at 18 years old, which, yes, is pretty old to find out you have an allergy. And since this diagnosis, it has been really interesting to see how much food can just affect our bodies. At the time of this recording, it was actually 11 years ago when I was taking eight medications and now I take zero. So while the dairy-free part of my life has become pretty easy for me, I do also live with fibromyalgia and I work to manage those symptoms every day. If you have it, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of lifestyle changes that you can make to help manage it. And that's really what got me here to study dietetics. And honestly, I feel like every dietitian has a why, why they're here. Many that I meet don't just randomly decide to become a dietitian. So Brianna, what's your why? How did you get here? Yes. So I honestly didn't even know that dietetics was a thing until I talked to one of my counselors, because at that time I was doing pre-nursing and I was going into the medical field, like clinical is like my thing, but I had just had my first son and my husband at the time was I mean, he's still in the military, but at the time he was in a different unit to where he was leaving all the time. So it was like, he was constantly gone and nursing school wasn't going to be realistic. And so my counselor was like, well, like, what else do you like? What's your passion? So I was like, well, I love working out and trying to eat healthy. You know, I was like going through like my whole clean eating. Eh." Yeah. And she was like, you know, there's like a nurse that only does nutrition stuff. Like that's how she explained it. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's a dietitian. And now realizing what that is, that's not, it's not a nurse that deals only with nutrition, but you know, you get to be in like the clinical field and get to know all the medical things and tie nutrition with it. So I was like, oh, this is it. So that kind of started that journey for me. I have my undergrad in human metabolism and I am one month away from having my master's in human nutrition and sitting for my RD exam. So I'm so excited for that, but it's been a long 
time. Like nobody tells you how long you're going to be in school to be a dietitian, but I'm kind of glad that I did. Well, I am glad that I did it obviously, but you realize when you're in school, how much you can do with it. Like you can do community, you can, you know, have your own business. However you want to have that. You can be a clinical dietitian, all those good things. So there's just so much that you can do. And I think I kind of like went through this evolution of what do I want to do? Because when I first started wanting to become a dietitian, I was really focused on like eating healthy and fitness. And, you know, going through school, I realized like, wow, I have a really unhealthy relationship with food and I need to figure that out. So I'm kind of glad that I got to experience all of it. And now I kind of know what I want to do. I definitely still want to have a clinical job, like maybe like a per diem thing and just like dip my toe in the water there. Cause I actually really enjoy it. But one thing I realized while going through that was people do not know how to eat. They don't. And, you know, you're seeing it all the time in a clinical setting, people coming in with like different diseases, those sort of things. So I was like, you know, what could really help because in the hospital, you see your dietitian like one time. And it's usually when you're really stressed out and you're like, I don't care about my nutrition right now. I just got told I have this and this and this going on, or I'm sick. So I was like, let's take this outside of the hospital and really make a difference. And that is teaching people how to eat before they really need to understand how to eat. Right. Cause you don't want to be learning it when all of a sudden you have to do it. So I think it's really important for dietitians to really niche down or niche down, however you want to say it. And for me, that was realizing like, I want to work with women who are confused about how to eat, who have been dieting their whole lives, who really just truly don't know how to eat. That's where I'm going to make the biggest impact. Yeah. And you brought up something really important where people don't know how to eat. We talk about this as being dietitians. And I feel like a lot of people here, dietitian, they're like, oh, you guys are the healthiest. You never eat processed foods. You never have cake. You never do any of this. I'm like, that's not what this is about. And I don't think it's not that we don't know how to eat because like we do, we know that we're supposed to eat vegetables. We know we're supposed to eat fruit. We know we're supposed to eat protein, but then we have all this information coming at us online where it's like, do this, don't do that. Watch your sodium take. We need sodium. Don't eat red meat, eat red meat. Like there is just so much out there. It makes it so complicated. And I know dietitians even feel that way too. It's like, what, what are we doing? Like our heads are spinning. You meet dietitians that became RDs 15, 20 years ago. And at that time it was like, no one should be eating salt, you know? And like, that's what you're taught in school. And now it's like, well, salt's okay. We actually need salt. So it's always evolving. It's always complicated even for us. So of course it's complicated for everybody else. It's the best and worst part about being a dietitian is that it's always changing. So then we have these recommendations at one point, well, then they change. And so it's not that we didn't know what we were talking about. We're just, we're learning more. And that's what I think is the cool part about dietetics is that we're always evolving. And even part of being a dietitian is we have to have these continuing education credits. And that's just, so we stay up to date because it is always evolving. And even like talking about the sodium, we were actually talking about this over the week and one of our groups about sodium content and foods. And if this is too much, we are so conditioned that we should not have sodium. We should not salt our foods because sodium is bad, but really the dietary allowance or what's recommended is 2,300 milligrams. So if you think about that, even if you're doing 600 milligrams at a meal and you're having three meals, take that times three, you're still only at 1,800 milligrams. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think something that a lot of people don't realize too, is a lot of the requirements are to be used in a clinical setting or in a disease state. So a lot of the recommendations aren't really for like your average everyday person or like your, you know, for example, protein, everyone's like, oh, well, I'm overeating, you know, the recommended daily amount. I'm like, well, that's just the amount to not Surviving away. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's very complicated. I think dietetics is now coming into the normal everyday world. And so it's this ebb and flow of like, okay, how do we treat people who aren't in a clinical setting? That sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm with you too. Kind of being more on that prevention side is what I really like because it was hard in the hospital. I was in there for two years interning and you come into a patient's room and they're having all these heart issues. And then you're coming in there telling them how to adjust their diet when they're not even in control of what they're eating really at that point anyways. (laughs) And it's hospital food. No one really enjoys hospital food. And a lot of it can be prepackaged, which does make it too high in sodium. (laughs) So it's a hard setting to be in. And that's where I kind of found where I really do enjoy that preventative side more and helping people just to live healthier every day, instead of getting to that point where like, oh crap, now I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And just being that more proactive part, kind of weird because in school, like we are taught literally everything about how as dietitians we can impact with medical nutrition therapy, what we're going to do for all these different disease states. And then I chose to open a private practice and thinking about it, oh, I could do it all, but that's really a disservice. Like it'd be extremely hard to take any type of client and be like, yes, I learned this in school. It's really, I think more important to kind of get that niche down, decide what I wanted to focus on. So while I was in school, I was working to decide what I wanted to do. Did I want to focus on allergies? Because I have the dairy allergy Mm -hmm. and I know there's a lot of people that struggle with a new allergy diagnosis and like, okay, now what do I eat? Cause this is in so many foods. (laughs) People ask me that all the time. They're like, how do you not eat cheese anymore? Honestly, just don't even think about it. I forget other people eat cheese sometimes and (laughs) you're the weird ones for eating cheese, I guess. Yeah, right. (laughs) So that was something that pulled out my heartstrings because I was like, this matters to me. I know lots of families, especially parents have a hard time going through this with young kids even, because that's usually when they're being diagnosed. And then I also thought about gut health because I had so many gut issues. I was in the hospital all the time because my gut was literally torn up from milk. So I was like, maybe I'll get more into gut health and helping with that. I thought about pediatrics for a little bit, but mainly just because I like kids, love kids. (laughs) So that was on my radar. And then I also thought about weight loss. Like you were saying too, there are so many ventures you can take within dietetics. You have so many options, which makes it hard too, because (laughs) trying to figure out what you really want to do. And even what setting you want to be in too can be a hard decision. But with that, eventually I felt gravitated towards weight loss But my hesitation was that I wanted it to be different than what I was currently learning. So while interning, we talked about calorie needs and deficits with our patients, but it's not something I loved because here we are giving these calorie recommendations, but I wasn't even like counting calories for myself. It felt weird and it did not feel realistic to me. It didn't feel authentic to me. And while Calories at the end of the day, if we think about it in the most simple terms, calories do matter, especially during weight loss. They do have a role. But I remember in undergrad, we had a track, I think it was for three days, and I absolutely hated it. We had to track every single thing we ate, 
We put in an app, we analyzed everything. And the idea and intentions behind the project was really good. But actually getting into the project, I started to question everything. And I was not in a position where I needed to lose weight or I wanted to lose weight. But it freaked me out that I was overeating to what my calorie recs were. And logically, I knew I haven't gained weight. I don't need to gain weight. So I was fine. But then I would see these numbers in the computer. And I'm like, maybe I'm not fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I had that same hesitation because your classes, everything is like a math equation. You know, it's like, how much does this person weigh? How tall are they? How old are they? This is what they should be eating. This is, you know, minus this amount to lose weight, add this amount to gain weight. And it didn't really make sense to me because I was like, Okay. Like we know nothing else about this person. My whole thing was like, well, what are they eating? Are they eating broth all day? Are they eating candy all day? Are they actually eating a ton of fruits and vegetables all day just to be like, oh, you need to eat less calories. It just didn't, or more calories. It just didn't make sense to me. Cause I'm like, that doesn't really tell anybody anything, but we're so fixated on calories. And I will say like, Again, in a clinical setting, there's reasons for calories. And again, in a clinical setting, everything is balanced. So those diets in the hospital, they are balanced to be exactly what you need, even with tube feedings, whatever, like everything is perfectly balanced. But when you take that outside of clinical and you just say, oh, eat less calories, that doesn't tell anyone anything, you know, it's like, that's how much protein are they eating? How much fat are they eating? Are they actually eating? We had to do like a similar thing where we would counsel somebody and it's like, okay, tell me your normal diet. And I remember doing my grandma, it was my grandma. And she was like, yeah, I eat this. And it's all like just super healthy stuff, right? It was a ton of fruits and vegetables. And my grandma who like reads all food labels, like, you know, no MSG, no high fructose birds there, you know, but I was like calculating her needs and she's such a small lady and it's like, she only needs this. And then I realized how much she's eating. Like, oh, she's overeating. I'm like, she's not overweight. Also, what am I going to tell her to cut out? Like, don't eat so many carrots and like eating broccoli. (laughs) Yeah. Ew, grandma, don't, you're going to, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense to me. Just telling people eat less and, you know, exercise more to create that calorie deficit was like, this isn't working. That was like my light bulb moment. What do people really need? They need to learn how to eat. They need to know what protein is and what sources of protein and what carbohydrates are and the different carbohydrates. Cause you know, like everyone's just like, let's demonize carbohydrates. You're never going to get fiber. If you do that, you know, like, no, you can't do that. So like, what is fat? Is fat good for you? What are the different types of fat? Like people just don't know that. And so that was like a, aha, this is what I want to do. I want to teach people how to eat. And so they can make their choices because diets are simply just telling you what to eat or what not to eat. It doesn't actually teach you how to eat. And I was like, okay, that's it. You know? And For me, I had come out of my undergrad, like really realizing, oh, you have a terrible relationship with food. Let's heal that. And I was on this like non-diet dietitian, like bound thing. And I like to still call myself a non-diet dietitian or, you know, dietitian to be because I don't preach dieting. I actually preach the opposite. But when you think of like a traditional non-diet RD, it's like, don't ever talk about weight loss, you know? And for me, it's like, well... I still wanted people to be okay if they wanted to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it was just this hesitation. Like, how am I going to teach people how to eat? How am I going to teach them to no longer diet, but then never address weight loss? Cause it's like, you want to teach people to stop dieting. You're going to be talking to the people who have wanted to lose weight. So 
that really created this like aha moment in me and something I did struggle with for a while. And I think we're going to get into that in our next episode of, Hey, weight loss is okay. But it's like, (laughs) how am I going to do this? So, you know, I started being a metabolism makeover coach and then I started my own one-on-one like empowered food freedom one-on-one practice where it's like, Hey everyone, I'm going to teach you how to eat. No, I'm not going to give you a meal plan. I'm going to help you build a meal, but like, let me teach you what it is you really want to know. Yeah. And I love the name of your program with the empowered piece, because I think once we teach people why we need foods, why we need carbs, why we need protein, why we need fat, like why we're doing that, that's when you're going to feel empowered to then make these choices without it being a struggle bus. Yeah. And exactly what you were saying, we need to feel empowered to make these choices. We can't just be given a to-do list of do this, not that eat this, not that that's not helping anyone. And I'm sure if you're listening, you've probably done this before, or, you know, someone who has done this and similar to you, I don't give a meal plan to my one-on-one clients either. And everyone's like, what? That's what I need. I need a meal plan. That's all I need. And all my worries will go away. I'm like, no, that's not what you need. You don't need a meal plan. You think that's what you want. Yes. But it's not. (laughs) You need a meal strategy. That's what you need. The meal plan, not so much. And then when people are like, no, this is what I need. I'm like, okay. So let's say I give you a meal plan. Now you're on vacation. You're going on a random date night. You're going over to a friend's house. What are you going to do? You're not going to don't bring your food with you. Everyone's like, oh, it's such discipline. Don't do that. We're not doing that. It's weird. It is weird. We're not doing it. And you don't need to. Exactly. And it's boring and it's sad. Like who gets happy about watching other people enjoy this meal together? And you're like, oh, here's my to-go container. Yeah. My plain chicken. (laughs) My little clear lid. Can I use your microwave? Like. Yeah. Don't be I'm only only laughing because I've done it. So I'm making fun of myself here. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that didn't help me. And it didn't help me. I haven't necessarily done that, but I've tried to follow a meal plan and I hated it because I'm like, I don't want to eat this tonight, but it's not my meal plans. I have to. I just don't want to do that. And I joke a lot because I actually create the meal plans for metabolism makeover, but I don't use them myself. They're a great guide. I get why people are like, I want one. I'm always like, use it as a guide because it's awesome Mm -hmm. when you need it or use it to learn. Hey, this is a balanced meal. Like, did you know you could add this? You should. It's that aha moment for people. Yeah. And I think going along with this, like, yeah, I don't give you meal plans, but when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my private practice, I figured out I wanted to do weight loss. I figured out I did not want to do meal plans. I hate that. (laughs) I hate making meal plans. I hate making people follow them. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a place or an environment that weight loss wasn't about how fast you can lose 10 pounds. It's not focused on calorie counting. It's not giving a list of no foods or it's not something to pile on the stress because we have enough stress already. Weight loss should not be something that we have to add on to our daily life stressors. Mm -hmm. So with my clients, it's all about using guidelines I provide and then helping you tweak them to work with your lifestyle, because if they're not going to work for your lifestyle, then we're both wasting our time because I can tell you to live the perfect way and it might work for a week, but I can tell you right now I'm not perfect and I don't expect 
any of you guys to be either. Right. So when you work with me, it's going to change how you view weight loss or better yet fat loss. It's Mm -hmm. no longer something that you have to cycle on and off throughout the year. It's not a miserable period of life. It's going to teach you how your body works, how food affects your body and what you can do to support it rather than fight against it all the time. Right. Yeah. And I got to say, I have a very similar approach. Like, no, I don't do meal plans. It doesn't bring me joy. I have done them before. I've done them in other jobs that I have. I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to give that to you, but I really try to meet you where you're at. It's super individualized. Like, what is it that you really need that's going to make you successful? But it's always starting with the same approach. So sometimes I have clients that have gone through metabolism makeover. So they have that PHFF and all that. Sometimes I don't. So that's just where I'm starting. Let me teach you how your body works. Let me teach you what the macronutrients are, how much of it you need. And it's never like, oh, you shouldn't be eating this or don't eat that. It's always, you need a minimum of this, you know, at this meal, you need to add that. So I like to do a lot of guidance. So I'm always like, okay, this looks great. Let's add this. Like, what can we add here? What can we add there? And I've even gone, like you said, if it's not realistic for their life, it's wasting both yours and the client's time because they might listen to you for a week, but reality is when they stop working with you, If they're not able to implement those things, it doesn't matter. So I like to meet people where they're at. I've even done lists of what are good options at local restaurants near you, like fast food places. Because the reality is if you're constantly needing to go through a drive-thru for lunch, that's your life. Like, let's figure out what works, what's going to best support your nutrition. And a lot of times it's really getting women to realize they're not eating enough. And I have so many clients that they actually start losing weight when they eat more. And it's like, yes, that's the aha. I want you to realize like, I don't want you stressing about food anymore. I want you to stop looking at what I shouldn't eat or what I need to restrict. And like, what do I need to add to my diet to really just make you feel better, have more energy, like little tips to get you throughout the day. So I work a lot on process-based goals and long-term goals and breaking them down and goal setting and accountability and that sort of thing. But when I first started my one-on-one, I was like, I need a program that already has everything listed out and everyone's going to go through the same thing because this makes sense. But then I just kind of was like, no, I'm going to dive in and have like a more individualized approach. And I'm glad I did because everybody's at so many different places. So yeah, when you work with me, we're figuring out where you're at, what you really need, what are your pain points? Let's address those first and baby step our way up to no longer stressing about food and like, oh my God, I'm able to lose weight without ever dieting. It's amazing. That's my favorite aha moment because I do work weight loss because like I said, I like helping women no longer diet and that's usually what their long-term goal is, but I always make them have other goals outside of it or let's break down that weight loss what else do you want? So yeah, there's always more to the story, really. It's more than just weight loss. And then if you are new here and you don't follow either of us on Instagram or anything, you're just getting to know us. Just so you know, we both are metabolism makeover coaches. We both take one-on-one clients. So we do have a big passion for this. And Brianna will be a dietitian very soon. Going to be good. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It is a very long road to be a dietitian. I was actually kind of labeled as a professional student for a while. So yeah. Right. Cause it's always like that in between, which that would actually probably be another good episode too. Like, yeah. How we got the schooling to get here. Yes. Schooling to get here and interns starting their businesses. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think a good kind of takeaway from this episode is overall, you do not need to be all or nothing in your health journey. 
In fact, I actually encourage you to give yourself flexibility if you want your wins to last. Have fun and reach your health goals and even with weight loss. You can find me over at New Crew Nutrition, that's N-U Crew Nutrition, to stay up to date on episode announcements. And this is where I share how I live each day to support my metabolism and also include my favorite parts of life. So keep watching, keep listening, because we'll be (laughs) sharing with you how to do this as well. Exactly. I love that, like have flexibility, have fun, because that's life. We're never going to be in a situation where everything's perfect. So I like the motto of consistency over perfection. The biggest thing holding you back is thinking that little small changes aren't going to be enough. So you can follow me over at the mom and nutritionist on Instagram, where I like to share little tidbits of my life. I do some mom hacks every now and then, but you know, I don't claim to be like a parenting expert. So like, that's my disclaimer. You're going to get what you get, but just kind of like a little, how I do my everyday life, how I try to plan my meals, what I try to do when I'm just in a busy moment, which is all the time. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Please follow and subscribe because we're going to have lots of great episodes coming to you weekly. Yes. Bye everyone. Bye. Short sips and to the point. Thank you for joining Mocktail Minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow to keep up with the latest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at New Crew Nutrition and The Mama Nutritionist. If you have a topic you want to learn more about, send us a DM. See See you you next week. week.